Hi, my name is Altaf uh, from Digital Producer here at The Daily Beacon. And this is the Student Life Podcast. I mean, this is our first episode. Basically, what we're trying to do here is tell this student story, especially students who do extraordinary things here on campus. Um, I think the first guest we have is perfect for that. Um, Carson Hollingsworth. Thanks for coming in, man. Of course, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. This is great. I mean, I think... Uh, we were talking about this like in the beginning of this, uh, like before we started recording. And what I was saying is that you're the perfect guest to have, like uh, to be in our first episode. Because I mean, like, you've devoted your time, especially this year, mm-hmm. with student life. For the people who don't know who you are, just explain what you do here, your name, and um, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I am the student body president here at the University of Tennessee. Um, what that means is I'm essentially the president of the Student Government Association. Uh, so that includes both undergraduate and graduate students. So this year it's over 28,000 students that we're here to represent. Um, so I serve as pretty much the chief executive officer of our organizations. So that includes the Senate, the judicial branch, um, as well as student services and other administrative committees within our organization. Uh, but really also it's all about serving the students and making sure that we're giving every single student here at UT a voice, um, not only to the administration, but also to the state government, to the city government, uh, anyone that really affects what student life is like here at UT. How long uh, have you been involved with SGA? So I've been involved in SGA since my first year here at UT, actually. Um, it was like something I never really imagined I would be doing, honestly. Um, I got involved in student government a little bit in high school, but I never like held a position, never really did anything too crazy within my high school student government. Um, and then upon coming to uh, one of the Ignite programs, Ignite Summit here at UT, which yeah. is like, you know, that extended uh, orientation program. Does that start um, like two weeks before school start, I think? So it goes all the way throughout the summer. Like I went to one that was in June okay. of the summer. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, so it's just like... Uh, It's just throughout the summer, Mm -hmm. they just have programs that go out. Right, yeah, Ignite Surge happens, like, right before you get onto campus, um, you move in early. But, like, Ignite Summit was, like, in the middle of the woods. I was like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. Uh, About to come to college with all these people I don't even know. Right. Uh, And I kind of, like, sparked my interest there and started talking to some students there. We're going to get back to that and talk talk about that more in detail. I just want to go a little back um, before we get to that. Where are you from? So, I'm from Germantown, Tennessee. Were you born there? I was not. Well, I was born in Cordova, which is like right next to it. Okay. Uh, so it was East Memphis, essentially, that I was born and raised in. Um, lived in Cordova for about five years, and then moved to Germantown, uh, which is like a suburb right outside of Memphis, uh, west side of Tennessee. Um, and so I've spent my entire life there. It's pretty crazy. Uh, most people I, I know have like kind of like moved around or kind of grew up in one house, moved to the next. But like, I pretty much grew up all in one house in Germantown and. Went to all my my elementary, middle school, and high school were all within one mile of my house. So it's like crazy to think that I'm all the way across the state right now. So like school. you were, um, I mean, because everything was close by. I remember um, I was born in New York City, but I lived in wow. I lived in uh, Maine, and I think that was most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I just remember um, Ma- like we lived in Wells, Maine. So that was like <laughs> the smallest town ever. It wasn't even like. Maine, you just know, like, a few things. Beaches, and then, like, you know, there's, like, lobster. Maybe mm-hmm. a third thing, there's a lot of snow, just because of borders. But I remember living in Wells, Maine, and it just being, like, everybody in that town I knew. 
Yeah. Because it was so small. So was that kind of like that? Or, like, did you know a lot of people in your community? I would say I knew a lot of people in my community, but uh, my high school was huge. It was, like, probably, like, 2,000, about, I think, I want to say 2,000 people were in it. I had around 400 something people in my uh, graduating class. Right. Um, but it was weird because, like, you would go to church, and then you would go to high school, but you also did, like, other things across the community, like Boy Scouts. Like, I was Boy Scout. So um, were you, like, really, like, really involved in extracurriculars before college as well? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, was, and yeah. did that... Was that a push by your parents to, like, uh, like I know my parents were kind of just, like, try to sign me up into everything. <laughs> my dad, man, he wanted me to do sports so bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just a dad thing, I think. He yeah. signed me up for literally every <laughs> rec league I could imagine. Basketball, baseball, uh, soccer. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I just remember that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, was, so, like, was that, like, did you get a push from your parents like that? I mean, at first, I kind of, I guess, want to say, like, I named the sport. Like, I played it at one point, did a little league. Uh, you know, if I was, like, the big guy doing football or on the swim team, I did it at one point um, a long time ago in elementary school. But when I got to middle school, I kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to do band. And I was a huge band nerd for oh, about okay. seven years, yeah, and did all that stuff. And that so, pretty wait, much that lasted time. to a certain two I went, yeah, school? sixth grade until I graduated. In, what did you in play? Year. Uh, I was in drumline, so you do a lot of different percussion stuff, but yeah. later on I did snare drum. Uh, okay. Snare drum. Yeah, I had a friend yeah. um, who did that. He's just always had so much fun with that. Yeah. He, like, because there's just, what, from what he told me, there's just, like, a lot of opportunities where you can yeah. just, like, show off a little, little bit. bit, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. well, I mean, just, like, while you're performing, I mean, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he did anyways. Yeah. I don't know. It was um, a lot of fun. I, I, I almost did it going into college, but decided not to. And uh, I don't really know what sparked my decision, but I almost went to Vanderbilt and did oh, that too. And wow. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to UT. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's focus on that a little bit. You said that you wanted, uh, you were going for Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So in high school, were you a, um, like, a straight-A student, or? <laughs> I was I was a straight-A student, but, I mean, I took a lot of AP courses, um, got a lot of A's and B's, never got, like, a C in my life before college. <laughs> How many extracurriculars but, did you take? Like, what was your uh, school uh, school life balance uh, back in high school? In high school? I mean, I would say ma- the majority of my time was taken by being in band, you know, because um, you had practices after about, like, two or three days a week. Um, and then I had Boy Scouts, and I did that. Um, outside of that, I didn't really do anything, like, too crazy outside of, like, those two organizations. Um, did a lot of community service with, like, the local food bank and stuff. Um, and did a few organizations, you know, like the Honor Societies and that kind of stuff in high school. Um, but other than that, never really took too much time outside of band and that, which takes a lot of time, but a lot of my time was focused on those AP classes and studying all the time, I felt like. So you had a lot of AP classes, you had band, mm-hmm. which you're saying took a lot of your time, so I'm assuming that um, a lot of your, do you have time management, like, uh, did you have time management down in the beginning of high school, or did that come as, like, a thing that, okay, I have to get it down because of all the stuff that I do? Yeah, I, I think I had a pretty good idea of time management going into, it was pretty much my, my junior, senior year of high school, um, when you had all those, you know, like, hard AP classes, and you were getting ready for college, um, and all that kind of stuff. I think it really taught me how to kind of section off my time, so I'm not staying up until 4 a.m. every night trying to finish my homework, you know, before the next day of classes. Um, so I got, I got a pretty good idea of what I should be like focusing on in terms of like studying and what my capabilities were in high school before I came to college. Because I, re- I remember, man, in high school for me, it was, um, it was weird because I, I don't think I, I don't think I ever got it down until mm-hmm. I came to college because it was kind of just in high school. What I did is I did the same thing as you did as I took honors and AP classes. Right. And while I didn't take extracurriculars, just that mm-hmm. was so much. Yeah. I mean, because, um, so... 
that's I mean that's why I asked you that question because I know from experience yeah. it was it's a lot because I mean it's just like and I mean look thinking about it now it seems like man why was I complaining about it then <laughs> right because mm-hmm. but like people don't understand is like when you're in high school that's kind of your life yeah so like going through all of that and then um then doing band yeah and i was like okay now i gotta focus on this and make sure i'm keeping up with my performance make sure i'm practicing properly Mm -hmm. and everything i think that's um i think that's just a lot so um so then college senior year comes up um until then are you doing anything sga related in high school uh, I was in something, it wasn't really called like SGA, it was called STAT, uh, which is like Students Taking Action Today, pretty stat, much. Yeah. Stat, yeah. <laughs> and it like focused a lot on uh, kind of like all the different organizations coming together for a big community service project that we put on um, each year now at Houston that we had kind of started. That was the high school I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it benefited like the Mid-South Food Bank, so we like put all of our effort into that and all the different organizations came together. Um, so I kind of served as one of like the leadership roles within that organization. Um, but outside of uh, student government, that's what I mainly focused on. But like I didn't really, honestly, like I said, I didn't really have that much involvement with the student government, student council side of things in high school. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about colleges. Yeah. Did you have, like, I know a lot of people have that list that magic list they're like okay i'm gonna go through the 10 and i know i'm gonna get into three mm-hmm. um and then a lot of people i know in my school at least which is funny because a lot of them go to ut now yeah. a lot of people had ut as their backup school oh wow and they got a, into a lot of other schools but they still chose ut over it yeah. why um what schools were like did you really really want to go to and um and was ut one of them and at the end of the day why did you pick ut yeah Wow, that's a that's lot. That's a loaded yeah. question. I know, man. It's a loaded question. College is just one loaded question, I believe. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. take your time with that. So, wow. So, yeah, applying to colleges. I can't remember all the ones I applied to. Uh, I remember really looking at uh, – well, so I looked at UT, of course. Looked at Vanderbilt. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rhodes. Rhodes, um, yeah. So, that's Memphis. And mm-hmm. I was really looking strongly at that, too, because that's where my grandfather went. And uh, it's beautiful campus. Like, it is an amazing campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom works at University of Memphis, actually. So I kind of grew up on that campus. Um, so I applied to that one kind of as, like, my ultimate backup school. Because um, I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of grew up here. I don't want to keep on going to school here. Right. Um, because uh, I just have so many memories at that place already. Right. Um, and then uh, I applied to Vanderbilt and then University of Tennessee. Uh, and the thing with Vanderbilt was I applied to, like, the music college, to so the Blair School of Music there. Um, so I was planning on, again, like, going into band and, like, doing percussion studies, right, like, right. there. Uh, and then toured UT, honestly. And then I uh, came to uh, one of the UT football games. It was actually against Florida, I believe. Um, but senior oh, so year of high one. school. Yeah, it was, was a big your first one. one. It was my first UT game ever, yeah. Go, uh, going in and with a bang, man. <laughs> I know. It was also, like, game day, too, I think, if I remember correctly. Wow. Okay. And uh, it was just so many people. Right. But, I mean, we, we lost horribly. <laughs> like, with yeah. Derek Dooley's coach. We don't say that name. <laughs> it's been but, a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, I experienced that and then came back for a tour. And I remember that, like, even my tour was, like, it was, like, on, like, a cold, rainy day. And I remember, like, having to, like, to huddle under buildings was the tour guides would, like, talk to us. And it was, like, oh, raining like out. Like, what month of the year was this? I don't remember, honestly. I want to say it was, like, in the winter or oh, at least, like, getting no, into the winter because yeah. it was, like, so cold. I remember it raining. Um, and like, I remember, like, my, my dad got sick and, like, it was raining. But, like, I had such a good time still on the tour. And it's also, like, and admirable, like... Are they orientation leaders who are giving you the tour? Or? So it's the UT ambassadors. Okay, that do so it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. But so UT ambassadors, they give the tour, and it's summer. It's kind of easy to do it, right? Right. Because there's like 
it's not to- so packed. There's still some people there, mm-hmm. but then it's also kind of the campus is beautiful. And yeah. Like it is. So it's, I think it's admirable when they to- uh, give tours in winter. Right, yeah. If you can make the campus look <laughs> great and, like, pitch the campus then, mm-hmm. then, oh, that's great. So, I mean, um, so you enjoyed it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, I, I uh, loved what, it so yeah, much. What was your, like, first impression of it? My gosh, like, I remember the, the tour guides were just, like, hilarious, number one. Right, you know, so yeah. everyone was, like, so nice to you right when you walked in the door. And then you just saw everyone kind of, like, on campus and, like, doing stuff, even though it was raining. It was really weird. Like, people were doing stuff on campus and then walking around. Because I remember when I toured Vanderbilt, it was, like, no one really talked to each other. They were all just kind of to themselves, like, studying. I was, like, I don't know this is the right place for me. Um, and so after, like, seeing everyone kind of engaging, even, like, it was, like, a bad weather outside. And everyone just, like, seemed to have a great time on campus. So I was, like, this is a place I probably need to be. I remember, um... I went in the summer, um, and I was, I, again, had that magic list. I'm just like, this is what colleges I need to. Mm-hmm. And UT was my backup. Yeah. So, like, I um, I was just, so I was just like, let's go to UT. It's nearby. And it was this summer, and I was just, I was doing that thing of, like, trying to look up colleges where I'm applying. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just go to UT. So uh, my parents took me to UT, and I remember summertime. And what surprised me the most is what you just said, is the fact that, it was summertime. It was like yeah. the middle of June, but there were still people like doing stuff. Yeah, there was still stuff going on. Um, I think that was that was my first impression of UT because it was just the fact that like, okay, this is college. Mm-hmm. Like because I think uh, UT, you go in and you're like, okay, this is what college is like. Exactly. I think yeah. that's what really attracted me towards it. So uh, you like UT, and then was that still your first choice, or was it just kind of just like after doing the tour, did it kind of like did your interest uh, gear more towards UT, or was it still like a even divide between all the other colleges? Uh, I would say my interest like definitely started gearing towards UT, and it was the choice I wanted to make. I think, like after going on the tour and then like, reading more about it, doing a lot more research on the university, I realized that I wanted to go here and be a part of the business college and have a traditional college experience, you know, in the SEC school. Mm-hmm. Never looked back. It's an amazing decision. So you get into UT, and um, it's your first semester. Um, do you, so long. I know. You're a senior, God, right? I know, yeah. It's man, so weird. I know, man. This is like, we're really, really, we're really going back. So it's your first year, and uh, you said you, um, did you say you went with Ignite, so were you involved with UT in the summertime, or? Yeah, so like Ignite pretty much jump-started my involvement. Um, so in the June before I came into uh, UT, I went to Ignite, and then I went to another Ignite session in uh, the late uh, late summer. So it was like right before school started, we, we could move in early. Um, and that kind of like really jump-started my involvement because it opened the door to so many different opportunities on campus and introduced me to so many great people. Were you overwhelmed? Were you, uh, like, because about, like, co- being in college, I think it's just a, mm-hmm. it is a different environment no matter who you are. Or was it just that, like, you did Ignite in the summer, so when classes started, it kind of was an easier yeah. transition for you? Oh, yeah. Ignite made it so much of an easy transition. Like, okay. it made it because you already saw people on campus that you knew that were, like, recognizable. There were campus leaders that were, like, upper classmen that knew your name and you knew their name so that in itself like made it so much more welcoming um and then you do have different organizations and you do different opportunities to like get involved with different people um i would say probably the most overwhelming part for me because i'm an only child is like right. being in that small dorm room in reese hall with three other guys where i was like whoa what am i doing like yeah. i have my own room i have my bathroom and now i have this so yeah, that was probably the most overwhelming thing at first but i think yeah. um staying in a Staying in a dorm is definitely kind of just, just that, <laughs> oh, now, okay, this is different. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, when you stay in a dorm, that mm-hmm. just makes it totally different because you oh, don't yeah. have 
you don't have the amenities yeah. that you, you're so used to. For sure. Um, so uh, now let's get to why you're here and um, yeah. SGA. Yeah. So walk me through. Walk me through how you got started with that. So why were you interested in joining? Was it? Um, and you can be honest with me here. Was it? Was it? Did it start out to be just like a um, resume filler? Was it kind of just yeah. like I want to do something because it would look good? And then did you did pique your interest, or was it something that you just want to get involved? I would say it was like, so I wanted to get involved on campus. I just didn't really know how yet. Um, I had an idea if I wanted to go Greek, uh, but I before I even like wanted to do that, I realized I wanted to join SGA uh, because at Ignite I had met, um, who's a, he actually was the vice president here two years ago, Connor Dugosh. Um, he was an Ignite team leader then. And then Jake Baker, who was the student body president at the time, uh, had to like drive me to the airport because it was just a long story. But, like, I had to like I had to fly to Ignite pretty much and get picked up and then fly back home to Memphis. And of course, of all people who drove me to the dang airport, it was the student body president, <laughs> and I was like shaking in my seat like, oh my god, what's that was happening? like a big deal, right? Like, I was terrified. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was terrifying like, having the senior like student body president drive me to the airport like my personal like chauffeur like. Oh, I was so mad at my parents. Yeah. Uh, but God, I mean, being able to meet him and then he's like, hey, you should apply for this. This is a great opportunity. Um, and you should do it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that. And I looked into it online and then I ended up submitting my application over the summer before I came here. Um, and I, ever since then, I've just uh, really loved my experience with student government because, number one, I joined because of the people who were in it. And they were amazing people, amazing leaders that I had met. And I really looked up to them. You know, and I wanted to be a part of something that could hopefully make me a good leader one day, too, and be able to influence other students, too, like they did, honestly, with me. Um, so that was kind of, like, the reason why I first joined. And then getting onto campus, I realized that it's all about service and all about helping others, pretty much. So, What was your level of commitment when you um, first joined? Uh, and why, what made you, what were those defining factors that made you really stick around these four years? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say, like, it was, like I said, like, the people. Um, once I got into the, kind of the first-year council, which is one of the ways to get involved as a first-year student, um, I kind of got plugged into this group of, we were, like, a little friend group, a little family, honestly, within the freshman council. Right. Um, first-year council, now it's called. Uh, but we always did, like, everything together, you know? And, like, it was really cool because I was hanging out with people that, I had never really known before at all, and people that were a lot different than me that I never really experienced, like, would ever be hanging out with, you know? Like, I was hanging out with different people that were from all over the country, you know, people from California, people from all over the state of Tennessee. It was just really cool to be able to meet all those different kinds of students here. And that kind of, like, really interested me in terms of, like, staying around for, you know, being involved in the Fresher Council for that entire year, um, being able to interact with them, with my, honestly, best friends that I had formed that year, you know? Talking about that, I mean, um, we'll talk about specifically what you're doing a little mm -hmm. later, but yeah. um, I think it's obvious to anyone who's watching, listening, just by hearing the word student body president of University of Tennessee, people can automatically know <laughs> that's a lot of work yeah. and that's a lot of commitment. So, Certainly. And the reason why I brought up the balance mm -hmm. in talking about high school um, so you had uh, you had that like how to balance the workload. You kind of got that down in high school. Now, mm. What was uh, was it much harder to do that in college, and like how um, hard, how are you managing your time to the point where like you are able to stay committed, mm -hmm. but not burn out and miss out on schoolwork because it's kind of like 
what should I focus on? Now I want to do like like you said, like you want to serve students, right? Right. But I can imagine that there's um, don't you think that being a student comes first? So if you have that mentality, is it the is there kind of this? Uh, do you do you ever have this conflict of what to put more of your focus on, and how do you deal with that? Certainly, yeah. I mean. It's been a lot of uh, adjustment, you know, having this role and also being a student at the same time. Um, because looking back, like going into college from high school, I honestly thought it was a little bit easier. I probably shouldn't say that, but then high school, because, you know, you're taking all those AP classes. Um, and it's not like college where you have it three times a week or twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday, you know. It's like you're having it every single day and you have homework to do like every single night with college or with high school, I mean. Uh, but when you come to college, it's more of like, oh, you have this paper due in two weeks, and you have to decide, like, am I going to write it, like, during the entire two weeks, or going to wait till the last night beforehand, you know? So it's a lot more, like, in your hands, like, in college, but I thought it kind of honestly was a little bit easier at first as a freshman, because I knew how to study. A lot of my friends were like, oh, yeah, I never studied in high school, and then they had to learn how to study pretty much in college, but I was like, nope, I worked my butt off in high school, like, I know how to study now. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't too much of a big like change coming into college i will say as i've gone into the upper grades like junior and senior year now i really had to take a step back and say like okay i need to look at my classes and make sure that i'm really focusing in on it because i do value that a lot more than you know any organization except that's why we're here that's why i pay our tuition you know has there been moments uh, where um has there been moments where you've had to compromise? Yeah, wait. Where, like, <laughs> uh, because I mean, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm warning that as a question, but inside mm. my mind, I know there has to be. Oh, yeah. Because that's just like with every student, no matter who you are. But, um, and have they gone to a point where you've ever thought, maybe I should, maybe I should do this? Oh, I would never, th- I've never thought that. But I mean, I, so I used to have this kind of mentality of like, because I got really involved in college where like I was like okay you know what I'm never gonna skip a class to go to like a club thing or an organization thing I'm just gonna go to class and that will always be my top priority and then last year rolled around when we were running for these positions and there was about a week where I only went to one class uh, during campaign week um, probably should not say that if like anyone's like, <laughs> like my mom or the provost or someone's gonna be like watching yeah. this be like what but yeah I only like, went to one class during that week campaigning because it just took so much time out of your days um, it was just honestly one of the most tiring but worthwhile experiences I've been through. Um, but like, other than that, you know, when I'm never not in class, I'm in the SGA office doing work. Um, so it's pretty much like a balance completely during the day. It's like a full-time job while also taking classes. Um, but I'm fortunate that in the past few years I was able to take like 18, 20 hours a semester. So now I'm only having to take 12 hours my fall and then spring semester. But like, Still, it's really, it's hard to balance, honestly. I never would say, like, I've thought, man, I should have done this at starting my academics, because it hasn't hurt my grades, and it hasn't hurt my classes. Um, I don't see any difference in that, but it's but definitely a lot of time. When students usually get involved in something as heavily as you are right mm-hmm. now, it, there's, 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 there are those nights. There's, there's oh, yeah. those nights <laughs> where you're just like, man, this is getting too... This is getting to a point where I I don't even know how I'm handling all this. Mm-hmm. So were there people in your life that helped you get through this? Um, and, I mean, um, who did you talk to? Because I bet there must have been those days where you were just, like, where you were just not on all the time. Oh, yeah. So who did you talk to to get you through that? Who did you talk to that helped you realize um, what you're doing and why you should keep on doing it? Mm-hmm. Because that's what your mentality was. There was never a day where it was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. So... What helped you get to that mentality? 
I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, one, Mackenzie Patterson, who's like the vice president right now and was my running mate. Um, like, we're always together. We're always doing stuff. And it's like we're constantly each other's energy source and like always just like playing around and having a great time. So it really helps getting through everything and getting through all the work that we have to do in addition to the schoolwork. Because like, she's a nursing major and I've seen how much they have to work all the time. So it is just absurd how much work they have to do. Um, so we're always trying to play off of each other and build each other up. And then other than that, I would say people in my fraternity, the guys in my fraternity, um, going through campaigning, they made everything so much easier and they really supported us 100%. And then also my family, of course, you know, calling back home and talking to them all the time. Did, uh, did your parents ever, did your mom or your dad or whoever, were they ever like, maybe you should slow down a little bit or like, <laughs> because I mean, that's kind of just like yeah. their mentality, right? You know, yeah. I mean, they're caring about you. It's like, okay, right. you're doing too much. Was there ever that conversation? Did that conversation ever happen? And what, like, how did that conversation go? I mm-hmm. guess that's what I'm asking. It certainly happened in the past where they're like, hey, remember you're a student first. And, you know, I always said, it, you know, I, I know I realize that. And I've kind of owned up to that the past few years. Because my mom does work in a university. She's a professor. So she's like, you need to make sure you're going to class. What, does she, uh, what, what does she teach? So she's in clinical psychology. Okay. Um, yeah, she used to do stuff with the counseling center there a few years ago. But she does faculties. She works with uh, a lot of people kind of getting their doctorates in counseling and working with that. You so know. you see her pretty often. Though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then... Um, or she, I mean, she worked at the University of Memphis. I don't see her often here uh, now. Oh, okay, but, okay. University yeah. of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, like, when she would say stuff like that and, like... Um, you're a student first and everything yeah. <laughs> did, did she ever get to a point where she was like maybe you should um maybe you should either drop out of sg or maybe you should decrease your workload in it a little bit or was she uh, always supportive or how did that go i mean they've always been like 100 supportive and they've always said like the minute i said hey i think i might do this and run for this position they were like okay what do you need we'll help you so they were always so supportive of it um I will say they know my weaknesses. Immediately on board. Oh, immediately, yeah. They do know my weaknesses, and they know I'm horrible at delegation. Like, I am a horrible delegator. And they're kind of like, hey, remember, you can depend on your friends and other people within SGA. What what do you mean by that? Like, if there is a job to do, I'll just say, oh, I'll do it, instead of, like, asking some help from other people to see if they can do it. I'm very much, like, hands-on. I have to, like, make sure I'm the one doing stuff sometimes. So it's something I've been working on a lot, but you have to really learn how to delegate when you're in student government and get all the different people to help out. As president, do you think that's helped you a lot with that skill, like you're oh, delegating yeah. a lot? Because, I mean, that's a lot oh, yeah. of the job. Because, I mean, as president, you kind of, you're looking over a lot of stuff, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in detail. But um, do you think that's helped you a lot in, like, um, managing the workload? And, like, the, you take this, I take this. Or is it still, do you still have, um, not the mentality that I'll do all this, of just, like, I still need to be on top of everything? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly, yeah, it's still something I need to work on a lot. But, like... Mackenzie and I in our office, we have this big whiteboard. We have these, like, to-do lists on it. We just get so long lists. And occasionally we're kind of looking at it like, what can we pass on to someone else? Because we realize that after a while, like, <laughs> that list gets so long that we need to kind of, like, pass some things off to other people because it can get to be a lot of stuff, you know, working all the time. Um, but, yeah, SJS certainly helped me in terms of learning how to, you know, it's honestly about trusting other people and trusting their ability to do work instead of myself doing it and really having to work with uh, that style of different different styles of people is what I mean, like different people like in different organizations and what their strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and uh, learning to build off those. We're, uh, we're coming to a close here, but I, I, uh, before we go, I want to talk about what you're doing this year as yeah. president of SGA. Um, I have one thing that I have on my list is 
com- something coming up this week actually, and it's uh, the diversity dialogue mm-hmm. that you guys have going on. Um, you're going to be in the panel. So I'm moderating it. You're moderating uh, yeah. it. Okay, so who's yeah. going to be speaking? Um, so there's different uh, leaders on campus and also across the community that are going to be speaking. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Kaylin Harris. She's the president of NAACP. She'll be on the panel. Okay. Um, we have some members of the police force. I think Chief Lane will be there, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then some other people as well in the community will be on the panel. And then myself and then a fellow news personality uh, with a news station locally is going to be moderating the panel. Um, and making sure that it's a really good conversation between everyone, and we're really trying to get as much out of this as possible, you know? So police force and um, administrators, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if, uh, I'm not certain if there are going to be administrators on it. Um, I know there's going to be student representation as well as community representation. So what's going to be, um, I know, but they might not know, and um, what's going to be the main focus of this panel? I don't know when we're going to put this up, but uh, it's on Thursday this week uh september 15th mm-hmm. okay so september 15th on thursday so. what's the main focus of this um of this panel yeah so this panel is uh, all about a discussion so it's gonna be an open discussion with the audience about working with the uh, police forces and working kind of looking at overall what's happened over the past few years you know when you look at the media you look at different events happening currently um different communities and gun violence and all that kind of stuff together um, we're going to be talking all about those issues together um, as a community. And I know there are going to be some uh, community members in there as well. It's not just open to UT students. You know, there are going to be a lot of people there. I think they're going to engage in really good dialogue. So I'm really excited about that. And then uh, it's only the first one of a series of these events that are going to be happening throughout the semester. Um, and those are all going to be hosted through uh, the division of student life and different uh, the multicultural student life uh, offices here on campus. And then student government is helping with collaboration with this. Did you organize this? Or did uh, did SGA organize this? Is SGA or or were you called to moderate this? Or how did this uh, come to, out to be? Uh, so it was it's something that's been uh, in the works I think for a while with administration as well as students within student government. Um, so McKenzie, who's the vice president, uh, and kind of like helped uh, plan what this would look like. Um, and they were in these meetings and kind of deciding what's the most beneficial topic for students to talk about right now. Uh, so it's really looking at current events, and it was kind of a collaboration between student government, multicultural student life, you know, student's office, um, a lot of different groups across campus coming together and saying there's some really uh, passionate students right now about some of these current issues. We should focus that passion into action and talking about stuff happening within the communities and across the nation. With uh, with things like this, and also there's, it's, it's very topical because there's, mm-hmm. um, what you're from what I'm from what I've heard of you and what I've read about this diversity dialogue panel, um, this kind of thing is what a lot of people are talking about right mm-hmm. now, and a lot of students are talking about. Or what usually happens is that there's a lot of noise about these kind of things, and there's a lot right. of volume. And what happens is that a lot of people kind of tend to block it out because there's so much information. Yeah. So as SGA president and um, as like and and the SGA as whole. What's your role in that? So our role, I mean, as student government, we're the voice of the entire student body. And that can get tough at times because there are some topics like that that can get very divisive when it comes to uh, things in terms of, like, talking about politics and current events happening with across the nation. 
Um, so our role as a student government is not to only facilitate the discussions happening on campus, it's to make sure that we're representative of the student body to the best of our ability. And whether it's the minority or the majority, we're having their voices and they we're projecting those to the administration, to the state government, and also to the community and to each other. Um, so we raise a lot of different issues within the student senate, within our own organization, within the government to talk about things like this. Um, we want to make sure that people have the ability to have their voices heard. So that's why we have these dialogues. We we're planning town halls. We're planning different events for people to come together and talk about these things. And so we can represent those issues and represent those feelings. In in like talking about these uh, talking about these sort of topics and holding these sort of panels, do you think SGA has done a good job in representing these heavy hitting topics and helping students understand why these are important, or do you think you could, uh, with you as a president, do you think we could uh, you guys could be doing a better job at this? That's mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I think SGA has done an all right job in the past of working in terms of these divisive issues and the really hard hitting topics. Um, I have seen kind of in the past, so it's easy to become kind of uh, reactive instead of proactive when you're like talking about some of these issues. Um, you know, when you're talking about the defunding of the diversity office on campus, you're talking about all these different issues affecting our university, whether it's uh, the legislation affecting gun rights on campus, you know, for faculty and staff to carry guns on campus, um, or diversity funding, or any of that stuff, it's going to be divisive across the student body. Um, and so I know it kind of causes student government to pump the brakes a little bit because you can't just come out with a statement immediately um, representing every single student voice. You know, you have to make sure that you're bringing uh, attention to the issue at hand and you're also making sure that you're representative of the student body with what you're doing. Um, so in the past, I've seen that it'll be a little bit more reactive and I want to see it change a little bit this year and try to be the solution to things instead of trying to scramble and fix things when they happen on campus uh, and really try to be preventative of actions that might hurt students on campus that might hurt the overall experience for students here my last question to you is what do you think is the hardest part about your job oh man that's a tough one <laughs> hardest thing about my job it's probably not only like being a student at the same time but making sure that i am representative of everyone and that i'm not using my own personal bias in anything that we do you know because as student government we're not here to represent i'm not here to represent carson thoughts i'm here to represent 28,000 thoughts um, and what they believe in and what they're passionate about. And so it's been kind of difficult to try to make sure that I'm um, being representative as possible of every single community, every single group on campus, you know. Um, but it's, it's something that's possible and it's something that we're really working hard to do. But something you always have to remind yourself is this isn't about what I want. This isn't about what I believe. This is about what everyone else is thinking right now. Um, and to really kind of set your own personal beliefs and set your own uh, personal biases aside and making sure that you're doing the right thing for every single individual on campus. So it's hard to remind yourself sometimes of that, but it's definitely worth it. It's a lot of just hitting those points, you know, hitting um, you. Uh, you have a lot of people that want a lot of different things. So mm -hmm. your job is to just kind of break that down and make sure you are, as you said, serving all those people. Right. Um, and I think that uh, that includes this, uh, the first episode of the <laughs> Student Life Podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and um, sure. I think this was a this was a great talk because I feel this gives more insight into what you do, and um, the work life balance that goes <laughs> into doing what you do and putting a level of commitment. And I think um, we hope to we hope to get more students on this podcast and talk about student life, get more insight on what they're doing. You know what. Um, what they're interested in, what their passion is, and why that is. And uh, 
with classes and with um, with homework, how they're balancing their passion with their schoolwork. I think um, I think that's our main focus of this podcast. So again, Carson, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you're listening to this, you can watch this on YouTube as well. It's going to be in our Daily Beacon YouTube channel. And um, if you're watching this, you can listen to this on SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, we're going to be putting links down below. Thank you for um, thank you for tuning in. My name is Altaf, and um, we'll see you next time.